0: work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Welcome to episode 32 of the How She Did That podcast. My name is Tasha Booth, and I am so excited for this episode because I get to talk to one of my dear friends in the online space. My guest today is Tamika Awai, the CEO of Arisha Creative, a full service digital marketing agency serving seven figure business owners in the personal growth and wellness industries. I've had the pleasure of being on a couple of teams for clients that Tamika has partnered with. And I have to say that she is one of the most giving and creative minds that I know when it comes to digital marketing. So let's go ask Tamika how she repurposes content for her clients. Tamika, it is so great to have you on the podcast. I love always when I get a chance to talk to you.
1: Yay, thank you. I'm really <laughs> excited for today too. I'm like fangirling your podcast hard. So Aww, thank amazing. You. Yeah. So can you tell
0: us a little bit about yourself and your business?
1: Certainly. Well, I hail from good old Toronto, Canada, and I run Arisha Creative Court. Arisha is a full service digital marketing agency for six and seven figure Entrepreneurs in the personal growth, personal development field. So we work with a lot of coaches, all the different kinds health, wealth, spiritual, money. <laughs> yes. you name it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you and I have been on a couple of the same teams, and you are absolutely a rock star at what you do. So Thank it's you. always fun to watch you work. Absolutely. So today we're going to be talking about talking about how to repurpose content. And specifically, um we I talked to Abby Herman, I don't know if you know her, but she's a content creator. Um, And I talked to her a couple weeks ago and we were talking about the importance of creating content for ourselves in our businesses. But today we're going to kind of flip the switch and talk about how to create content for your clients in a way that doesn't feel overwhelming for you or for your clients. So can you speak to us a little bit about what content repurposing is in the first place?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So content repurposing will be your best friend in supporting your client. It is essentially taking all the content that they already have and turning it into new things. So rather than creating from scratch every single time, you're taking a blog post and maybe breaking it down into um, some quotes or turning it into a couple of social media posts. Or you're taking a video and you're transcribing it and then turning that into social media content. Or turning it into a blog post, you're taking a podcast and you're turning that into little video sound bites that you can put out on social media. So it's like create once and then use it many, many, many times.
0: I love that, and especially because you know everybody feels like they have to be in all of the places now online, and it's so hard to be in all the places at the same time, right? <laughs> so, and creating yeah, individual pieces of content for all those places is a no no go at all. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it makes no sense. And I mean, it just, it's how you actually get like the ROI on your content, Mm -hmm. I really feel, you know, because if you create it once and you just send it to the world and expect that every single eyeball is going to have seen it, that's kind of, you know, asking for a lot.
0: Right. Absolutely. I think the biggest thing for me when I started repurposing content, even for myself and my own podcasts and everything, is remembering that not every single eyeball was on every single thing. So I could take the same phrases, take out those little nuggets and put them in different places and to, to myself, I was feeling like a broken record, but to the people out there, like they're not jumping from, you know, my Facebook page to my website, to my Instagram, to my newsletter <laughs> and seeing yeah. it all, you know, in a row, like it feels like when you're actually creating the content.
1: Absolutely. And like consumer, face. I mean, I think we're in a special industry because we are working with other business owners. But when you have clients that are working with their own clients who are not entrepreneurs, they're really not paying attention at all. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes you might go to your client and they might be, well, don't we need something new? And the truth is your customers, for them to make that next step, they actually need to see the same darn thing, like, you know, 50, 100 times. Yes. You know, it's the old, the old adage of like five to seven, you know, impressions before they make any kind of decision or make any kind of move, it really stands and repurposing is your golden nugget, you know, right. making that happen really easily.
0: Right. Okay. So in order for this to work, are there certain types of clients or certain niches that content repurposing works better for?
1: Yeah. I mean, I would say that it probably works for most niches. It will definitely work better for those who would categorize themselves as teachers, thought leaders, um, because they tend to have a lot of content already. Mm -hmm. Any industry that is really education heavy, where people need to learn a lot before they can make any decision or they need to shift um, a paradigm before they can take action, it's going to go out without saying that they probably have a lot of content to do that already. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you know, cause you need something to repurpose before you right. can repurpose. So, right. so folks that are very like trend based where it's like new stuff happening all the time, it may be a little trickier to do that. Those that are, you know, literally they have their own maybe proprietary system or thought leadership around a specific topic or courses or, um, you know, just a real strong, um, you know, slant education that's required before someone can buy, they would tend to be really great for this.
0: Perfect. And yeah, that was going to be my next question. Uh, one of the things that you said about them needing content in order for you to be able to repurpose it, which is of course, but what can that content be? Um, I consider it like you would definitely need some long form content, right? So what, what does that usually start like at the beginning of the content train for people?
1: Yeah, I long form content is the best kind of content um, or video. Mm-hmm. So you need something that you can basically extract a lot of juice out of. So if you've got like a couple of short one liners or an ad or something like that, that has like five sentences, it's not that you couldn't break that up, but you don't have much to play with. So you want like a long blog post or article, a book is great. Podcast episodes are great or video like longer video is great. Anything that's going to give you enough kind of meat to pull some different ideas out of there. Um, But you also want to think about sometimes even, um, and this is again particular to folks who are in that um, coaching, consulting, you know, teacher space, some of your actual like curriculum or course content can become social media content. You don't give away everything for free, but certainly if you haven't, if you have a client who hasn't been doing anything on social media, and they need somewhere to start from, look at look through their courses or things that they've created for their clients, and just pull out kind of you know some nuggets that they can they can start using um just so that they have somewhere to get started from.
0: That's perfect. i do you know who Colleen Johnson is? Um, mm-hmm. the, yeah, so i I don't really follow Colleen Johnson all that much, but one of the things that I really love she has a whole blog post. And I think it's a, a Facebook Live also on how she takes her Facebook Lives that she does weekly and turns them into a hundred pieces of content because her Facebook Lives yeah. are like forty-five minutes long. Yeah. So all of these nuggets to turn into quotables and you know you put a picture with a quote or a tip and it's it's so much and so much to extract from that, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I mean that's a really great uh, nugget too. Though, if you have a client who has no content, really encourage them to do some live streams or even just brain dump on video mm-hmm. because you can pull from that and turn it into so much. Just be like, spew on these topics, yeah. you know, and have them <laughs> give you everything. That they've got and then they can you can go ahead and turn that into other things as well just to help them get started.
0: Right. So let's talk about the workflow in terms of the virtual support pros that are going to actually be taking mm-hmm. this um, and, you know, turning it into all of these pieces. What does that look like so that it makes sense for them and they know what they've already pulled from and all of those pieces?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I would say the place to really start, um, you need a really great database like a like you need to inventory your content and have a database of what exists already Mm -hmm. which is a tedious unfun thing but perfect for virtual support I mean that's what we have the admin folks in our team help us with and that basically means going through everything that exists already and starting to create a master list of what exists so all the blog posts that might exist already any you know books or other pieces of long-form content that exists the courses that exist if there's social copy that already exists you know pulling like literally pulling links and trying to compile it into a document as best as possible, mm-hmm. and not just um, into a document, but having categories would be really, really great too. Just so that you can easy, easily at a glance say, okay, we've got this much content on this particular topic. Then you can start to turn it into other things. So that's like just that's ground zero before mm-hmm. you can kind of get into into doing this on a regular basis. And then from there, you really just want to, you know, determine um, what platforms you know, does the client want to be on and how can we, and what content do they like to create or do they create regularly? And then how do we, and then just have a workflow that um, takes the one piece that they really like to create and turns it into content that's appropriate for the other channels that they want to be on. So it it becomes a simpler process um, once you've kind of identified, okay, what is, I call it the content gem. What's like the gem that they're going to create on a regular basis. That's not going to be like pulling teeth. It's like a joy for them to create regularly Um, and then where are the places that we want to distribute it to? And then you can have a very simple kind of workflow. It's like they create on this day and then they, you know, turn it into chunks on this day, and then it's distributed on that day. So it becomes a simple process. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that. I absolutely love that. So if somebody is new, um, and somebody by somebody, I mean, if a virtual support pro is new to this whole, um, idea and they want to institute it either in their own business or in their clients' businesses, what is the one thing that they can do this week to kind of start this process?
1: Yeah. So two, so I'm going to give two things. Um, Thing number one, thing number one is if they have content already, um, they want to start to inventory that. And I would encourage you to really think out of the box around what that content might be. If you've written sales pages before, if you've written like, you know, anything that you might have in your hard drive could potentially be content. So don't just kind of say I have nothing. Mm -hmm. I would actually look through, there are some courses, like some, they're not courses yet. They will be courses. There's some content that I have on my hard drive from like five years ago um, that I created. And I'm realizing now that, ooh, this is like directly applicable today. And I'm going to go ahead. and So just, you know, remember that you probably have more than you think. If you do not, the one thing you can do to get started is choose one uh, long form content creation activity that you can schedule into your calendar each week. So write one. And you don't, it doesn't have to be a blog. Like you don't have to start a blog. Mm -hmm. You can just say, I'm going to write one longer article style piece of content each week. I'm going to record one Facebook live each week. I'm going, you know, that kind of thing. And then you can sort of break it down um, and kind of come up with you know everything else from there. But you really do need that foundation of a big juicy chunk of content to carve away at. Otherwise, it's pretty difficult to repurpose.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that totally makes sense. <laughs> you need something in order to repurpose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, can you tell us about the Nurture Matrix playbook that you're sharing with our audience? I'm excited to hear about this.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. So the Nurture Matrix represents an evergreen uh, social nurture sequence that we implement a lot for our clients. It helps our clients take new leads that come into their social media community and get them really um, loved, engaged, and ready to invest in programs, et cetera, et cetera. So this is really great for, you can use it for your own business. It's also great for your clients because what it's going to do for you is give you a structure to start to break that content into because there's a sort of a fallacy out there that, you know, social media content is either promotional or it's non-promotional. And every single piece that you put out there really needs to be in service of building and deepening a relationship. Mm -hmm. And so the Nurture Matrix is gonna show you the types of content that you wanna create for your client to be able to uh, better nurture their leads. And it'll help you kind of break down, okay, I've got one giant piece of content, These are the buckets that I can kind of be looking for because that's usually the hardest part, Mm -hmm. right? Like you've got the big piece of content and it's like, what am I turning it into? Well, the Nurture Matrix is going to say, okay, you need this type of content, this type of content and that. And it's quite likely that you'll be able to find it in all of your clients' long form content and your own when you start creating it. Perfect. Thank you so much. And where can our audience (laughs) find you online and on social (laughs) media? Amazing. So you can find me online online Um, at Arisha Creative on uh, Facebook. So that's facebook.com slash Arisha Creative. You can find our website at arishacreative.com. And to follow me personally, I hang out on Insta and it's just my personal profile and you can find me under Tamika is content.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you. Oh, my pleasure. This is amazing. Are you a virtual assistant just starting out? Check out VAssist 101, my monthly 90-minute live training you'll learn the first steps in how to build and launch a profitable virtual assistant business. I'll answer all of your most pressing questions like what services should I offer? How much should I charge? And where do I find clients? Sign up for vAssist 101 and walk away with a plan of attack and the clarity to start your biz. Head to thelaunchguild.com forward slash vAssist 101 for more information. That's thelaunchguild.com forward slash vAssist 101.